Hello and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I'm Tyler Smith. I'm David Bass. And thank you for listening. David, Yes. how you doing? I'm, I'm so excited, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control. Well, how do you feel about that part? Uh, jury's out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done. Because, of course, we got, we've got Comic-Con coming up, but uh, we'll put that on the back burner for now. Mm-hmm. Right now, we got to keep the lights on. we got to pay the bills. That's right. And for a while, and these lights won't be on much longer because hopefully at some point in my life, we will be moving. <laughs> yeah, it's hopefully very the next exciting. time you hear us talking, hopefully. That um, should be the case. Yes, it won't one be way in a cavernous. Yeah. Uh, it won't be so echoey. <laughs> yeah, sorry, everybody. Um, I'm literally the moment I move in because Jen's going to be out of town and I don't feel particularly uh, capable of doing anything except setting up my office. Uh-huh. So those DVD shelves are going to be up like day one. Well, when do you and I get to go rug shopping? Not not for hair pieces, actual. We're, we're going to go. Oh, boy, I really get... misinterpreted that question when you asked it. Um, <laughs> we're going to go get a rug together, right? I believe we are going to do that, so aren't we? So domestic. I love it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's say after Comic-Con. After you know. Comic-Con, okay. Um because then, when I if I know we're doing it after, right. then it's like okay, now I know that, that I can wait to think about it until then. Or maybe at Comic Con, when I walk the floor, we can pick up some sure. rug with Deadpool's ass on it. Absolutely. Or <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm out now um, of the podcast. I mean, okay. So this episode is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema that brings its members a handpicked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, Mubi's curators introduce a new title, and you have 30 days to watch. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy, all for only $5.99 a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. Now, I'll say this. We're recording this far enough in advance that I'm, I'm not going to recommend any particular movie because uh, I don't know what uh, what has come out over the last week. So maybe what I'll do is I will repeat uh, The Happiest Day in the Life of uh, Oli Maki, which... Uh, got theatrical di- distribution through Mubi, and now it is, av- it is available exclusively through the Mubi streaming service. Uh, and then there is also a special offer for listeners of Battleship Pretension. You can try Mubi free for a month. Just go to Mubi.com, that's M-U-B-I.com, slash Battleship for your free month. And I want to tell you guys about tweakedaudio.com earbuds. They're professional quality earbuds, and they come in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. And they're all available at a low, low price over at tweakedaudio.com. But uh, because you know us, because we vouch for you, because you're cool, and because you're willing to put in the extra effort, you can use the offer code pretension at checkout and get one-third off that low, low price and no shipping charges. So go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code pretension. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay. <laughs> All right. Everyone's done that. Everyone's gone to tweakedaudio.com and is back. So now I am going to introduce our guest. I'm very excited to have uh, this this guest. I've been hearing him for years, uh, every year on another podcast doing the Comic-Con preview. And I was like, mm. we need to get some of that magic <laughs> here on this show. What's, what's this other podcast? Uh, we don't need to name it. No, it's, it's the SD Concast. They do a great job. Over oh, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but from io9 and gizmodo it's jermaine lucier hello guys thank you for having me thanks for coming it is cavernous in here but you know it's but homie <laughs> as well you know um thank you <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're being nice. I yeah. think it is the opposite of homie right That's now. That's all right. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally, literally lived in. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, now I have not met you before, That's Jermaine. Uh, That's and strange. Yeah, you you run with a different crowd than I do sometimes. Well, I, to, I mean, obviously, you know, Jermaine and I are good friends for years. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but no, it is weird that you haven't crossed paths. Yeah, there's a handful of people that you know that I don't, and I don't think there. I don't think it goes the other way at all. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's plenty of people that you know that I don't, because they're all Christians. Yeah, but it's, Christian. uh, it's okay. I, for, I forgot <laughs> to warn Jermaine beforehand. We have to like we have to. Do, That's my new bit. Thanks <laughs> for that. <laughs> that I pretend that I have to warn the guests. Um, yeah, it's well, I appreciate that. Um, but that, but you know what? Honestly, I feel like that doesn't even count. What doesn't? Like, the, like, oh, oh, the, oh, the, yeah, the Christian writers that I know, they're not professionals <laughs> any more than I am. Um, so like I've, I've made it highest uh, up of all of us. And what does that, what does that tell you? Uh, well, let's actually, instead of bullshitting, uh, about this bullshit, indeed, let's actually talk to Jermaine. Okay. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm getting ready for what? Nine, nine straight days of work this week. Uh, luckily my, uh, my job will give me two days off after that. Then we start into, however many for the comic-con week straight uh-huh. and i will get some days off after that but basically you're looking at like almost two and a half weeks of just non-stop insanity starting you know we're recording this on a sunday starting monday here we go yeah pedals of the metal because you're of course you've got d23 before d28 well you gotta work a full work weeks people forget and then yes then d23 the one weekend which is that'll take up your saturday sunday and then yeah the comic-con next week which is wednesday to sunday and then that goes right into the next week so you have no time like i said lucky i get a a couple days here and there um yeah but uh, yeah i'm trying to catch up on some sleep and that's really where i'm at right now Wow. Yeah, and it, it, meanwhile, it's uh, a million degrees in Los Angeles this week, and no sign of it letting up. Um, yeah, no, and there's and now there's a ton of movies I don't want to see. I just got no time. I, I haven't seen The Beguiled yet. A Ghost Story's out. I haven't seen that yeah. yet. I mean, like, I kept meaning to see like Wonder Woman again. There's no time. It's yeah. just it's just too much. Well, I think uh, on our last episode, we ran down our favorite movies of the year so far, and I think Tyler's is The Beguiled, and mine is a Ghost Story. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. yeah, those are two I'll get to. I'll so get to. Yeah. I'll get yeah. to them. I, 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 haven't I, seen, I haven't seen Spider Man yet. I, I've seen that twice i'm seeing that probably tonight after this okay so i'm excited um so uh let's get to know you a little bit um the same thing i ask all our guests where are you from where'd you grow up Uh, i grew up in orange county new york which is uh (laughs) i guess everybody's like oh orange county if you're out in la and it's like a suburb of uh, manhattan it's about an hour north and uh yeah i grew up it was you know very suburban you know um went to college at nyu because they had a, uh, a really great program called Cinema Studies, which is film theory, history, and criticism. So I got to major in watching movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, my parents paid $40,000 a year so I could watch <laughs> movies. Um, from there, I worked, uh, did a bunch of internships at like Premiere Magazine, Entertainment Weekly. I really thought like print was where I was at. Meanwhile, I'm reading all these websites that I would never <laughs> thought were actually viable. Uh, and never thought, you know, still start one or something like that. I, I was dead set on getting a job at a magazine. Which is incredibly competitive. Uh, if you've seen the Devil Wears Prada, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I saw that documentary, so there, I saw the documentary. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then uh, I ended up working at my local newspaper in Orange County for like six years, living at home until I was like twenty five, twenty six, and I was like, this sucks. Like I just, 
it was a great job. It would have been the best job in the world if I didn't live with my parents because uh-huh. I got to write about movies and comedy and art and music and just I was like the entertainment reporter of the whole area. But then one day I got fired, but it was actually perfect because I was planning on moving to Los Angeles anyway. And so, and it was let go. It wasn't, it wasn't my performance. Um, <laughs> some job person's going to listen to this, you know, recruiter at some point. And, uh, <laughs> like he was the only entertainment guy and they, yeah, and they the only one. Yeah. <laughs> and they let him they go. They fired him. Yeah. Uh, moved to LA, you know, met a couple online people and then boom, boom, boom. And now I'm here, you know, I worked for slash film. Uh, and I met Peter through Steve from Collider and I got that job. I worked there for like a couple months because he was just on Twitter one day and he was like, Hey, you know, like I'm looking for writers, which people do every time to time. And, uh-huh. and I was like, Oh yeah. Hey, I want to, I want to write about movies. He's like, Oh yeah. Well, what do you been doing? I was like, well, I went to NYU and from your magazine <laughs> weekly. And he's like, Holy shit. Like you were uh yeah. Okay. And so yeah, it's, and uh, I never thought I, I moved to LA to get out of journalism because I thought journalism was dead. Uh-huh. Well, it kind of is, but, um, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, it just turned out that, and the online stuff worked out and, and I love it. I mean, I mean, you guys too, we, we sort of get paid to think and write and, yeah. you know, we, we sort of, get, sort of, how about this? Jobs. We don't pay to do it. Right. There you go. That works. <laughs> Which is more than a lot of that's, people yeah, can that's say. That's a step up. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so it's so it's great. And I've been doing uh, so I've been actually like been published for like twenty years. So I've been doing this sort of wow. from like high school and on, you know, that's counting high yeah. school. And then uh but yeah, now I've been at uh, IO nine, which is part of Gizmodo for going on two years, I believe. Uh yeah, yeah, this I'm a little I think June is two years. This is my yeah, whatever. I don't remember. It's too much. <laughs> time time is a flat circle, as they say. Just exactly. like it goes goes to exactly. adding nothing every time. Um <laughs> And how did, uh, what kind of, as, as a kid, you were like, you knew you wanted to write about movies. Yeah. So how did you get into movies? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't know exactly how he got into movies, but I know like, it's cause like my, neither my parents are really big into the arts or movies. Uh, I think it might've been my uncle. My uncle worked at the video store, uh, a video store that I ended up working at for like seven years during high school. But like I have a you video. were in high school for seven years. I was. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no, I worked there from uh, fourteen to twenty. So. Did you go to Hogwarts? Yes, school. <laughs> okay, I wish. I wish. Um, but we uh, the cinema studies program at Hogwarts. It, it, Hogwarts oh, is very, God. very good. With the minor in journalism and muggle Magical studies. Journalism. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, but there's a video of me in second grade. Well, there, there's by said by there's a video. It was filmed. I don't know where it is anymore. Where I said I wanted to be like Rex Reed uh-huh. and wow. get paid to watch movies because well, it like yeah, I was like. 1988. I mean, it was sure. almost pre Siskel and Ebert, like you know. So uh, he was like the film critic that you knew the name, even though I didn't like read him. I was like, I want to write about movies, and I said that in second grade. I knew, and uh, and it wasn't until like high school where I was like, and and you know, basically like from seventh grade on, every Friday night I'm at the movies doing everything, and like I worked at the video store, and so I got to see everything they were by like the age of 16 they were letting me like order the movies because they knew oh. like i knew what i was doing you know and we get the screeners in early like a preview cassettes that they would send to video stores to say like how many copies of this you know you want us to do and so i get to see stuff early like that that was kind of my foray into seeing things early yeah and that when i mean that was also it was at post theaters before video so it wasn't like that early people already seen the theaters but so yeah i've been so i sort of just got all immersed in it you know and then realized like in high school i was like well how do i actually get paid to write about movies and 
And I was like, well, film critic, I don't know if that's really what I want to do because it's kind of a lonely existence if you're just a film critic, mm-hmm. just going from movie to movie to movie. Uh, and sounds great. Yeah, that's <laughs> <kind> of, <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> I know, right? But you're just always alone and stuff. And you know what? Actually, I got that because I, as a high school kid, I went to my local film critic and I sent him like a letter and said, like, hey, I want to be a film critic. You know, uh, give, give me any pointers. I was probably like 15. And he was like, yeah, you want to come to the city for the day and see movies with me? And I was like, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I forget the, f- we saw two movies in the day. One was an independent film that I don't remember, but the second one was Eddie starring Whoopi Goldberg. Oh boy. It was a fun day. That's where she coaches the Knicks, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And okay. so, uh, but that was awesome. I got to go into the city with this guy, uh, which sounds creepy now, but like, you That's know, like, it's the first thing, like in, yeah. in 2017, if like a, a grown man says to yeah. a teenager, come into the city and spend all day sitting in a dark room with me. Yeah. Yes, it's weird. <laughs> but my parents were all cool with it, obviously. And he was, he was the one who told me, he's like, it's kind of, it kind of sucks, especially because living where I lived to see movies in the city, you had to get on the train and you're looking at like, you know, like two hours door to door, depending on where you live and where you're going in the city. So you're, you just, and so I was like, well, let me do more journalism. And like, I'm like, Oh, the people reading like entertainment weekly or premiere. And I'm like, Oh, they, they talk to the, they talk to the people They go to the sets of movies. Uh-huh. That sounds cool. And so I started, so as I started cinema studies, I went into journalism as well. And I was like, and then I, they've always just been doing that. Um, I have a handful of questions. The first one I'm going to ask is, have you ever met Rex Reed? No, I've never met Rex Reed. No. Um, no, I, I don't. And I don't think that would be a nice story. It would be a nice yeah. story. And I'd be like, Hey, I was no. And he'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now what I want to ask you now is now that you do both critic and, you know, film journal journalism, um, which thing do you still have the most like joy or glee in? Is it seeing things early or is it going to sets and talking to people? Um, it's, it's also good. I mean, and going, I think it's going to set still and not even just being on the set of a cool movie and talking to people. It's the, it's, it's just having all this information. It's like a Thanksgiving dinner of information. And you're like, well, I can't, I only can eat one meal. So uh-huh. how do I make the perfect play? You know? So, so I'm taking, you know, I have f- transcripts of 14 interviews and I have all these notes and this is the scene they shot. And this is what I know about the movie. So I, I'm like, I take that and like, I love taking it and being like, okay, well crap, crap, crap. That's uh-huh. not, and this is what I want to do and working it into a feature that no one reads, um, <laughs> because no one reads that visits. Cause I guess they're just long, you know, too long didn't read pieces on the internet. Um, but that's my favorite. That's my favorite thing is that like, is to be there and sort of take it all in and find the little details that people will never see. You know, like what the stars do between takes or anything like that. Find a cool thing, a piece of concept art on the wall that nobody sees, and that kind of stuff still gets me uh, pretty, pretty stoked. I have a question for uh, for the room. <laughs> um, do Hello. You, Hello. <laughs> do you think that? Do either of you think that it is possible? to make your living solely as a film critic when you're online? Yeah. Or do you also have to do the film journalism thing as well? Because I I can't immediately think of anybody I know that only reviews films, and that's how they make their living, unless it's for a a print publication or something like that. I think it's possible, but it's probably not sustainable. Right. I think there's probably people who've done it for a couple years, you know, but yeah, you have to do other things. I know people who, um, don't do news coverage and only do, you know, like, uh, features and interviews sure. and, and reviews where they won't like, they're like, 
you know, like 80% of my time or 70% of my time is spent grinding and putting out news stories and keeping the site updated because that's where you get all your clicks. Because like I said, my company could pay for me to go to Atlanta and see the Spider-Man set and that could cost a couple hundred dollars. Now, the amount of clicks that that article has to make to make it worth it is never going to happen unless like something crazy happens, like Tom Holland broke his leg and I was there or something, you know? Right. Uh, so you have to do the other stories to make the cool ones worth it, you know? And, and that goes for everything. That's why, you know, you have to review Transformers so that you can review a ghost story because more people are going to click on the Transformers right. review than that, you know? So those kind of things. Uh, so I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And now uh, that, that trip to Atlanta, they could save money by... While you're there, you could just visit all two dozen sets of all everything that's shooting in Atlanta. <laughs> that, well, <laughs> yeah, except that uh, with the new Avengers movie shooting there, that's all. That's the only thing. Really? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how I would know that now that I think of it, but you know, forget I said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, now. Uh, I want to get into Comic Con, but uh, uh, you mentioned that your your parents were into art, and I know that's we're not. Oh, we're not into art. Yeah, so weren't they hated yeah. it. Um, yeah, it, it's weird, right? Like I, I, we would go to the movies and stuff, but eventually it just became me. And if we rented movies, like to this day, if we watch a movie. I'll be like, oh, we're going to watch this movie. And my, and my, we'll sit down and the credits will start and my dad will get up and go to the bathroom. I'm like, you can't miss the first 10 minutes of the movie. He's like, oh, I'll figure it out. I'm like, you don't care. You don't care about the stuff. How did I learn? Yeah. Um, but I know you are a bit of an art collector. Yes. Uh, like, you know, art, art, wall art. Whatever you want to Poster call it. art, pop culture art. I call it yeah. pop culture art. Yeah, how'd, how'd that happen, and how's that going? Uh, it's terrible. It's a, it's a dark, dark hole of <laughs> debt and flat files and <laughs> stuff that you... I have so much stuff, it's not even funny. Today, on the, I went to this event this morning, and on the way back, I stopped at the gallery to pick up three pieces that probably cost like $80 total that they'll, they'll never go on the wall. I don't know why I bought them. I bought them because I like them and I'm like, eventually maybe they'll go on the wall. Like if I had a place like this, you guys is much bigger than like where I live in. I'm like, Oh, now I have like seven rooms I could put stuff in. Like that's like where I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but I got into that. I just, I've always loved movie posters and eventually, I mean, I always collected, you know, theatrical one sheets and like in high school it was like, Oh, I need to get the double sided ones. Cause those are the ones that are actually in the theater. Uh-huh. And you could only get 27 by 40 frames at Suncoast, you know? And, uh, <laughs> so I would do all that stuff. And then, and then like, I forget, I think it was, uh, I, I saw a Mondo poster somewhere, you know? And uh, I think it was a Tyler Stout and I forget it was, I probably saw it on slash film too. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And then I was like, Oh, these are limited. So these are like, not everybody has this. Okay. And then like it started rolling, rolling. And then it clicked in super hard at like, uh, I think it was 09 whenever they did a gallery 1988 did a huge art series based on the last series of lost right and yeah. so they released like a poster a week and it was like this phenomenon that people were going like crazy about and that's when i was like oh what's this gallery and who's this artist and it just all this steamrolled since then and now like every single wall in my place is filled with stuff and like i have very expensive posters and insurance on the you know, renter's insurance that goes all through the roof because of my posters that would never ever cover even close to what they're worth. Um, but it's fun. It's, it's a, uh, it's a whole different community, a whole different set of like muscles I'm using, you know, yeah. to, to do that. So it's cool. Awesome. Um, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> like when people collect stuff that isn't movies, I'm just, I, it fascinates me because like, 
movies, uh, like Blu-rays, Blu-rays and DVDs, it feels very specific because it's like, all right, well, I'm not collecting beta or yeah. VHS. Uh, it's just this, which will limit me to however many thousand uh, uh, movies have been on released on, on DVD and Blu-ray. But like when it's art, that's huge. Like, how do you even decide, well, this is what I want, but this one over here is uh, unnecessary. Um, well, the same way you pick a movie. So, like, you don't buy every single movie that comes out every week. unless you I do. do. I you do. do? <laughs> yeah. I used to, by the way. I used to buy, like, 15 Blu-rays a week. Wow. Uh, like, probably... When I was working at the newspaper, so like 2005 or whatever, like I would go and just buy every single, not everyone, not literally, but I would buy like four movies that were cool and like every single week. And I ended up like with so many movies I didn't care about. But that's especially when they're on sale. Five like, bucks? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah I remember no, this is, I mean, this is when they were brand new. So oh, they were okay. really on oh, sale. Wow. I would buy the new releases on Tuesday. Well, it's because I was living at home. Like I said, so I had, I had all this cash, I thought, you know, yeah. I should have been saving is what I should have been doing. Um, <laughs> but it's the same way. Like if you go like a six movie come out this week and you're like, oh I want to buy these two you know that's why like, I go into a gallery or something I'm like I like that I don't like that and now once you have so much stuff it really you, your your focus gets even crazier you're like oh I like that and that and that but I don't have room for those two and that one I would never make the ball but that one I could switch out with that and like it's it really specific and weird. Is there a sense of urgency to it? Because like oh, with a movie, it's just like, okay, well, they mass produced this. This is not going away anytime soon. I could get it at the very least in a couple of days. Uh, but oh, art, I assume it's like, I got to do it now. No, or- that's, I mean, that that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> where like I've camped out for 36 hours for art shows to make sure I was first in line or second in line because they're all original paintings. And I want those original paintings. If I miss it, it's gone forever. You know, and there's other and other things. Yeah, if there's like 200 of them, you got to be there maybe an hour or so just to make sure you're in that number to get something. And if it, something drops online, it's an wow. instantaneous thing. And it's a whole set. It's another hard set of skills to uh, to have all your information, uh, you know, in, on your pace thing, and then be like and know exactly what buttons to push and how to do it. I had a friend. This is a, a off topic weird story, but he wanted me to help him get this new Shepard Fairey poster. And he's like, "Well, what you what you do is." If you take the poster and put take an old poster that's not sold out and put it in your cart, but don't check out all the way, once the new poster comes up, just hit refresh on the cart and it'll show up and then you can buy. And I was like, what? you've thought this through way too much. <laughs> but it saves about 15 seconds of clicking through and yeah. that's how you get the poster. Like, so yes, there is a, there is a very, very stressful <laughs> level of that and uh, it, it can be crazy that's up there with uh if any of us had to uh pay to go to comic-con uh yes. where like, <laughs> those those days there was one time when i did not get my my register my press registration and uh, at yeah. the right time and so i was like so i gotta pay for this like some kind of peon <laughs> and then i realized then i realized like oh the payment is not the pro the hard part the hard part is, is being in. allowed to pay for Yo, it God. And, but th- that's, relatively, that's a relatively new thing i mean i've been going i was thinking, i think it's like my 12th year this will be my 12th too 2006 yeah. was my first yeah one. that's about right and back then it wasn't that bad like they used to have this little thing on the website where they'd show you how far they were to sold out because i've only actually worked comic-con probably the last six years so i was going as a fan but in uh it's a very different experience well it's there's like three things right so there's going as a fan waiting and lying pair thing great then there's going as like as like an as like a normal press person where you got you don't you can get in for free 
but you still got to wait in line and stuff. And then if you're lucky enough, I'm knocking on wood here. Oh, I got this table at Target. I don't know. If oh, that's actual then, wood. then this is bad. <laughs> where I can, where I can talk to the, the studio and they can give me a pass, one pass for one person to get into some panels. That saves a lot of thing, but that's a whole yeah. thing that all you know they only let a handful of people do. So yeah. uh, I, I feel very fortunate, but it ch- so that changes the game. But yeah, it's a it's Comic Con. It's just, it's the craziest thing, and people have no idea. People have no idea. I wrote an article like two years ago about that. Like, yeah, there's a process now to get those passes, and not only and once you get your pass, you, you got to get your hotel and hotel. Then you have to see if you're going to pay for parking or you're going to yeah. drive. If you're going to drive, you got to find you got to get parking, and there's a lottery to get parking. And then yeah. if you want to get exclusives, now it used to be just wait in line. Well, I'll get up early. I'll get in line. I'll go down to Hasbro and I'll buy my Transformer. No. Now you have to like win a lottery to get a chance to do that, either beforehand online or there at the convention. They just, they've yeah. just they've made it so difficult, and it's so crazy. Uh, but I, th- I, I hope Tyler was being tongue-in-cheek when he said the people who pay are peons or whatever. Oh, uh, yes, I because was, Because they're course. very dedicated fans, and I actually, I, f- okay. <laughs> I actually find that very touching that they're willing to go through that. But you're right, there are people who don't understand like my my nephew his his mom my sister-in-law was like i think i might take him to comic-con yeah and i want to be like this is not a decision you make lightly. Yeah. no it's true <laughs> and, and and that's what i'm saying like the people who were there put in the time and the effort even if it's not paying even if we have to take a le- uh, easier thing for press like you guys we had to get hotels and we have to get down there and we yeah. have to like make a plan of, yeah. of attack it's yeah it, the people who were there or in those rooms or buying those things they earned it Every single step of the way. It's yeah. crazy. And it shouldn't be. It should be a lot more lax and fun. And yeah. it's not. I, I have. It's fun, I, but it's not lax. I have yeah. encountered the, someone who said, like, it was last year, and, and uh, they said, so what are you doing this way? I was like, oh, I'm going down to Comic-Con. They're like, oh, I keep meaning to go down there. And I want to be like, you poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, yeah, this sounds very to be, casual like, to you. I mean, uh, I, I don't remember when you could like just walk up and buy tickets but i know our friend friends we have friend like uh ryan from criterion cast more and him later has been going for like 20 something years cause yeah we're up mm-hmm. in san diego and then yeah their mom would just like drop them off and they'd go and like buy a ticket at the yeah. door well you can but this it's 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 shifting a little bit now where you you if you don't have a ticket there's a lot of cool stuff you can yeah. do Absolutely. yeah like a lot of cool stuff you which can is why do. they need more hotel rooms because i think there's increasingly there are people going down who don't have badges yeah, or, or yeah, people who couldn't get a badge got a room, or people yeah. with badges don't have room. It's, it's uh, insane. I also remember because I mean, obviously the the camping out for Hall H thing is is insane. I, but I remember not that long ago, I guess two thousand ten would have been the the final Lost panel. Yeah, it was a Hall H panel. I got in line at like eight thirty in the morning. Yeah, and I was it like you. It, it was. It's funny. The 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 prevailing thought is that. And it's kind of like a shirt meme thing. It's Twilight Room Comic Con uh-huh. because those girls were fans of. They were so excited about it that they would get in line like two days early yeah. and up the game. So the fir- the first year that that happened, um, for I think it was the, for for New Moon or whatever, because they, of course there wasn't one for the first movie. Was uh, the Avatar panel was like right after it or before it? And me and my roommate John Chang were like, like we we. we are we not getting into Avatar if we miss this? So we camped out uh-huh. oh, with right. the Twihards because, and we had like we put like they had these like New Moon uh, Burger King hats. Uh-huh. So we took ours because they had them out there. But we took them, turned them inside out, wrote Team Avatar. <laughs> there was a like, Team Jacob, Team Edward, uh, and we were the only people. We didn't need to do that because you have to think about like people like shared interests. Where like most of the Twilight people left after it, and then you could just walk into the Avatar panel. But yeah, right. it's different. And 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 like this year. 
Yeah, Saturday will be Saturday will be like crazy. Um, but like any kind of kind of almost uh, other panels, you probably be able to walk into. I think we sometimes overestimate mm-hmm. or underestimate how big that room is. You know, so like. I forget there's like a panel on Friday this year. I haven't um, looked too, too hard at it, but like that's after game of Thrones and it's very different from game of Thrones. I forget what I'm thinking of, but I was like, if you just want to go to that panel, a lot of the game of Thrones, a lot of people are waiting only for game of Thrones. They're going to leave. Yeah. So you could probably, if you line up like maybe as the game of Thrones panel is starting, you could probably get in because like half that room is going to leave and then you could probably get in. So yeah. you got to look at all these things again. You're working hard for it. I think three, three years ago I was, um, because I had never gone to Hall H cause I had heard all these horror stories. I'm like, I'm not even going to try. Who cares? Yeah. I already live in Hollywood. I'm surrounded by celebrities. <laughs> and so, um, but I was, I was walking by Hall H and I saw that there was, uh, there was, when I say no line, I mean, it was just empty. That whole right. under the tent was completely empty. And, I was just thinking like, huh, odd. And uh, one of the staff members was like, hey, you can go in. I said, into what? And like, oh, Hall H. And it's like, are you shitting me? <laughs> and he said, yeah, go on. And I was like, yeah, all right. So I went. And of course, I understand. I understood immediately why. Because who cared? It was like the 20th Century Fox and they weren't presenting anything good at the time. Right. But at the same time, it was just like, I. and since then, I have figured out a couple of ways to wait maybe 15 minutes at the most to get in. Um, I I think a a big part of it is I have to not care about what is. Yeah. If you really care, like like, if you really want to see like the walking dead panel or whatever, like you got to be there the night before, you know, and and Comic-Con has done the decent job of, Trying to make that as you know uh, as painless as possible with these wristbands and stuff. I think the is wristbands it, thing has kind is of backfired. I, nev- I literally have never done it. I think I, I think the wristband thing on paper is like wow, that's a great solution. Yeah. In practice, it takes them like inconceivably longer to just hand out wristbands than it should, and so. This wristband thing that was supposed to the idea for people who don't know is you go the night before you get a wristband. It sort of guarantees you a rough section uh, in yeah. line as long as you show up the next morning a certain amount of time before. So the idea is you can go and sleep in your bed. And you still got to get up early, but uh, you don't have to camp out. That's the idea. But because it takes them so long to hand out the wristbands, it ends up it was supposed to prevent camping out and it ends up making camping out worse uh, essentially necessary because it takes them until three o'clock in the morning to hand out all of the wristbands yeah and and it's hard because you'd be like oh we'll just hand them out earlier but then you can't have somebody just go there at five o'clock get a wristband and then and then not come back till seven like that person doesn't deserve to be there just right and also that like keeps people who are currently in hall h you know what i mean like they they don't want to start handing out Hall H wristbands until like the Hall H programming is done for the day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. Because some people just do that for four days. Yeah, which you know, and yeah, that's a good point too. All right, well, we've gotten into the Comic Con preview, but I do want to take a moment to point out, uh, like I always do, what's going on on the website this week. Although because we're recording earlier than usual, I don't have that much. Uh, but I just wanted to draw your attention to uh, Alex wrote about uh, a personal journey with Martin Scorsese through American movies. The sequel cast guys are making their way through the Hangover franchise. They're in Hangover Part Two, uh, and Sarah's making her way through our listener voted top 100. She wrote about bicycle thieves, Victoria DeSica's bicycle thieves. Um, and uh, that's all important. But uh, I also, while we're on the topic of Comic-Con, I want to mm-hmm. remind you guys, uh, if you are coming down to, to San Diego for Comic-Con or just to hang out in the neighborhood Thursday, 
july 20th uh 8 to 10 p.m we're uh, at the bootlegger is the uh, the the uh, the annual battleship retention criterion cast warner archive meetup brought to you by filmstruck so come and get some free dvds and blu-rays from the warner archive guys and have some free drinks uh courtesy of filmstruck from 8 to 10 p.m uh if you're ordering food you're paying for that yourself <laughs> um but you know but, what those chicken strips are worth it uh yeah i was doing the math today tyler and this is either the depending on how we count it either the sixth or eighth annual uh bp meetup because we did two that were kind of unofficial and weren't sponsored and right, we weren't right. buying people drinks this right. is the sixth one where people can come get free free drinks uh on someone other than us i mean i'm inclined to say eighth because okay. while it was not sponsored or anything like that we announced it okay and uh and people specifically came it was a uh, appointment television david yes oh, okay <laughs> so uh come this thursday or thursday july 20th to the bootlegger in san diego 8 to 10 p.m for the eighth annual battleship retention criterion cast warner archive meetup all right okay very cool thank you for <laughs> indulging me guys all right let's get into it shall we Indeed. we already did but i had to say my catchphrase um what are you looking forward to specifically this year, Jermaine? Um, I think uh, D23. No. Um, <laughs> at, at Comic-Con, I, I mean, I'm always looking forward to the big movie stuff, but there's not that much this year, you know? So, But it is the biggest of the big, you know? And it's the comic book stuff. So it's not like... It's sort of this year there are a couple of like small indie little things here and there. But, I mean, I'm really excited to see how much uh, DC stuff Warner Brothers is going to have. Um, uh, I'm excited to see what Marvel's going to fill 90 minutes with. I've heard that they're going to like sort of, slow. I think it's like their 10th year in hall H. Okay. And it's like the, it's going to be, there'll be new stuff that people will kill somebody. They don't see any uh, affinity war footage, but I uh-huh. think there will, uh, I think there's going to be like some like, you know, look backs and some fun bits oh, and that kind fun. of stuff. That's what I've heard. Um, that'll be fun. And, uh, um, I'm really looking forward to, uh, and I, uh, I get crucified on my site about this, but I love Ready Player One, the Ernie Klein oh, book, okay. and we're, they're going to do the first trailer uh, there oh, with Steven Spielberg that. and stuff. So I am uh, extremely excited to see like visually what that movie is going to be because if you've read the book or. or um, it, most of it's set in this virtual world and you know so it's basically like a facebook you could live in facebook like a virtual reality facebook and like and i don't know how they're going to visualize it or what they're going to look like or the actors going to be the real people or their avatars like there's so many questions about how spielberg visualized this when finally get some answers um uh in the same way that uh at d23 i could finally find out what the hell the Incredibles 2 is going to be about. Cause I've been thinking yeah. about that for like 10 years. Like what the <laughs> hell do you do? Do you do it immediately? Do you pick it up the next second or do you wait or until they're grown up and they're like a family? I don't know. We'll find out this week and come next week. But yeah, so I, I'm excited. I think ready player one is the thing I'm most excited about because Aquaman, Infinity War, that's all really cool, but we've seen those worlds before, you right. know? Even if they do like Deadpool 2 with the Fox panel, I've seen that generally, but I have no idea what Riddle Blair one is going to be. And Steven Spielberg coming to Comic Con has happened once or twice per issue, but it's always cool. Yeah, I think, I mean, I was there when he was there with uh, Tintin. Yeah. It was him and Peter Jackson. I, I, that might have been the only time. Maybe. I uh, yeah, I can't think of. He didn't bring Munich. i don't know if if bridge of spies was on the uh no um, wouldn't it be nice if it was though uh there was like they did snowden like that's an odd choice there was a time probably like in like you know the you know like 2010 uh 2009 around there where 
every movie was there. Every studio yeah. was there with all their movies. And yeah, you were getting these weird things like that. I mean, like Brigsby Bear has a panel this year, but yeah. I think that's yeah. just because they're like, well, maybe we can capitalize on this because the movie's kind of weird and has Mark Hamill in it. Like, so that's yeah. cool. But and it's a, I mean, the movie have you seen? I have not year? seen it. It's about like pop culture obsession. It's kind yeah. of like so it fits, and that's yeah. cool. And I'm, I'm glad they're doing that. But like, yeah. it, it, there was a time yeah where like yeah maybe not Munich or something, but like but like Christopher Nolan uh, like Inception right or Interstellar or Interstellar he was Interstellar. there for that. Well, that's yeah. sci-fi. So yeah, it kind of fits. Yeah, and that was a big di- because. Um, uh, I guess that's Paramount, Paramount had announced the Paramount panel, but had not said anything that was on it. It was empty. And so it was like a half full room and Christopher Nolan. And Christopher Nolan and, yeah, they, well, it was crazy. And we still to this day on the Comic-Con cast talk about that. How that was just the, the stupidest thing ever. Like, um, but I think the other student like this year, you know, Warner brothers has already said all the movies. That's why we know those things. And Marvel never says anything, but you can always look at their schedule and figure it out. And then uh, Fox hasn't said anything. But uh, it'll mean you can look again, look at their schedule and kind of have an idea, though. I've, I've heard most of what Fox's panel on Friday is going to be or Thursday. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> is going to be uh, Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Okay. Um, so Matthew Vaughn, that cast, probably a new trailer. Um, so that I mean, King, the first, I love the first Kingsman and the second one looks so cool. So hopefully yeah. that'll blow, a, I, blow up. I liked the first Kingsman to my great surprise and a part of me is like I don't think lightning is going to strike twice like I don't I don't know if that if, I, if no, I'm I understand, I understand that but at the same time like Matthew Vaughn is a guy where like I think I think I've liked every one of his movies I'm trying to think uh, yeah even like Starlight I like that movie and or Stardust Stardust right I so I like I think he didn't need to come back for a sequel but I think he felt like an ownership over it you know right. more so than he did with Kick-Ass I think so um uh, he's a kind. I think he's a, a long way of saying. I think he's a director where, like, if he makes a movie, I'm there, and okay. I trust him. You know, in not in, in not in the same way, but like a, a Paul Thomas Anderson or Wes Anderson. You know, they're not the same, but those are the kind of guys that you're like. Well, I don't care what their movie's about. I'm going to see it as soon as possible. You know, yeah. Edgar Wright or Quentin Tarantino or any one of these guys. I mean, Matthew Vaughn isn't on that level, but I think he's getting there for me at least. Where I'm like, well, I'm going to see Matthew Vaughn movies, and so. Yeah, it's a sequel. Yeah, they're bringing back Colin Firth for no reason. Like, like it's weird. Yeah. Like, he got shot in the head. Like, yeah, pretty Spoilers. Weird. Very dead. Very dead. And yeah. he's back. Yeah. Um, but with the, with the American sort of spin on it, it's kind of funny. And uh, oh, right, know. this is the Fantastic Beasts and where to find them sort of. of the Kingsman universe. <laughs> yes, it sort of is. Yes, <laughs> I don't think I knew that. <laughs> I'm intrigued, but also. Uh, well, there's American. King, well, there's Kingsman in the UK, and then here it's called something else. And it's like, instead of... Because we don't have kings, Tyler. Right, right. Right, yeah. And so it's like Channing Tatum and uh, Jeff Bridges and uh, Julianne Moore and Halle Berry. So, and some of them, I, I think Julianne Moore's the bad guy. I'm not sure. But, so yeah. So, like, it's the it's the American equivalent and they sort of, like, clash, culture yeah. clash. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> you know what? Hey, let me put this out there. This has nothing to do with uh, Comic-Con, but I find my, my mind uh, drifting to this. Jeff Bridges is, for me, becoming a little bit Johnny Deppish, hmm. where, I mean, he's always interesting, and he makes choices that you would not immediately assume uh, a person would make, but after a while, it's just like, all right, Jeff Bridges is going to do a funny voice, <laughs> um, he's going to be cantankerous, and he'll probably layer on something else, uh, which is nice, something that Johnny Depp doesn't necessarily do but 
you know, people started getting tired of Johnny Depp a few years ago and I'm not tired of Jeff Bridges yet, but after a while I was like, I'm seeing the same tricks now over and over again. He's the one for me that I'm, I think I'm pretty much tired of Matthew McConaughey. I mean, but I'm always hopeful that he'll come yeah. back and do something interesting and I think, again. Yeah, but. Jeff Bridges is a guy now that we're like, he shows up in places you don't expect him. And he, yeah. But he does that character. Yeah. But at the same time, he shows up in places you don't expect him. Like, So if he does that character and it's in Hell or High Water, that's not a movie everybody would have done. Right. You know, where he's like, oh, it's a good script. With, you know, yeah. it's like, and so... So I, I think, you know, if he starred as, you know, the, the you know in some franchise or something... Uh, and did the exact same character, I'd be like, yeah, I think he's going to jump that shark. But I think he's on, I think he, there's definitely this danger of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, when he's doing a similar type of character in Seventh Son and uh, well, The Giver and. Well, then, yeah, see, yeah, I, I forgot, I forgot those movies existed. But, yeah. see, those, but you're right. To stay on, on topic, uh, those are the two times I've seen Jeff Bridges at in Hall H were for those two movies. Interesting. And The Seventh Son one was interesting because it was like two years before the movie came out. Yeah. I don't know if you remember it. It was like on the schedule. Yeah. And then when the legendary Warner Brothers partnership dissolved and became legendary Universal, Seven Son got pushed like a lim- year and a yeah, half. It was in like limbo for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that is one thing. Like you get like, uh, like Harrison Ford will be back this year um, uh, for Blade Runner 2049. Um, and the first time we ever got him was Cowboys and Aliens. Cowboys. You know? Yeah, that and was, the, I mean, was, that was cool. the year somebody got stabbed in the face in the Oh, yeah. In Hall H. Oh, man, what a year. What a year. <laughs> uh, and what a terrible movie that is. But, like, it was very exciting. They, they sold it very well, you know? Um, there are things I like about Cowboys and Aliens. I haven't seen it since it came out, and I hated it. I hated it so much back then. But, like, I'm sure there are things. I like John Favreau as a director. Yeah. I like everybody in the cast. I like the concept of it. But, yeah. and, like, it's a movie that, like, I'll probably, like, one day be like, was it as bad as I thought? Let's see. And I'm like, yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Indiana Jones four where you're like, it can't be that bad. Right. Let me watch it again. <laughs> so like there are all those movies where you're like, it's still, it can't be that bad. But here's what I think about. Cause I really like chef and I feel like yeah. if Cowboys and aliens hadn't flamed out so spectacularly, we wouldn't have got chef. That's, That's true. true. That's a good point. Um, so, uh, okay. So we talked about that stuff. What about, um, uh, you mentioned in Cowboys and Aliens uh, remind me of, reminded me of this because the next year 2011 mm. Cowboys and Aliens actually had its premiere yeah. at Comic Con um, how many what, what movies are screening this year you know I really haven't heard of anything people were talking about like Valerian but it opens that week so yeah. you can just see it at the theater there I don't think they're going to do yeah. anything it premieres at Comic Con at a movie theater yeah. down the street yeah, exactly yeah. it's playing five times a day and <laughs> there's no special seating you just go buy a ticket I, have, I honestly haven't heard, anyth- heard of anything well there's two that I sort of know I, well I'm pretty sure um, Universal's going to screen Atomic Blonde over the weekend. That probably that makes sense. That makes sense. And then I know it's you. on the schedule at the Horton Grand. Netflix is doing a surprise screening Thursday yeah. night. So I'm assuming it's either going to be Bright or Death Note. It's got to be Death Note because I think two. Bright comes out a little later. I don't okay. know if it's done yet. Um, but I know those are the two movies they're promoting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, I forgot about that. The Netflix screening always on the schedule. Um, but the, and they'll usually there's always yeah there's always like the free screenings that people they're handing out tickets for. T- yeah. And if that makes sense. Um, I, the one thing I, I is how is maybe the Dark Tower because Sony is doing oh. Sony does not have a panel um, and they are going to have some presence in the Dark Tower I've heard like some outside stuff or maybe a booth or something but that movie comes out like a week later or two weeks later like show it there get some buzz going like they need to get some buzz going for that movie yeah. and it's, an, it's something that I, I think is going to be terrible but I really want it to be good and 
if, if they have any confidence in it, they should show it there. Um, so that would be a possibility, but I haven't heard anything. But also, it. I mean, not to be cynical, but didn't we maybe learn from Scott Pilgrim that Comic-Con buzz doesn't necessarily uh, translate? Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily hurt either. Right. You know, I, I think... Um, the Dark Tower is a really weird thing that you could do a whole podcast on what they've done and not done, right? And like, so that movie comes out in less than a month when we're recording this, and they still don't have a second trailer. It might be out by the time people are listening, but they're, they don't have a second trailer yet. They've only had like two posters. Um, there's a lot of like commercials, but it's all the same footage. Like, this is this huge franchise starter, you guys. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, with two big stars that people like, you know? Uh, and it's very weird. Um, I, I just I have no idea what's happening there, and I, I was when I heard that Sony wasn't going to be there with it, I was like, it seemed like such a no brainer, and I, and the more you see that, the more you're like, they must not have confidence in them, but they must know. It's Europa Corps taking a hundred forty million dollar write off, you know, uh-huh. two months before Valerian comes out. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Even though that movie isn't that bad, it's kind of fun actually, but it's uh, it's I'm not excited. great. It's not great. You know, it's not a movie that's going to make a lot of money, so uh, it'll live on in what in what it is. But, um, but with Dark Tower. It's so a screening would be like, okay, here's some confidence in it. It would just give me a sense of something, and then I could write something that would give somebody else a sense of something, and so on and so forth. You know, uh, I'm I'm hoping with because I've yeah I've heard these complaints about the lack of advertising, but I'm just remembering that we heard the same complaints uh, about Wonder Woman up until two weeks before the movie came out, and then now Wonder Woman's probably going to be the highest grossing film of this. That's summer true. Well, that was also year. because it was, it was uh, I mean, there's a lot of factors there, but the main thing from just a pure dollars and cents thing was like people were complaining about it the week that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out and Warner Brothers wasn't going to like spend all this money and get buried by Guardians of the Galaxy right. 2 like the Monday that opened there was like two new trailers online like they, uh-huh. they were waiting yeah. very strategically for that movie to open because then they had their month of run up and yeah there was a lot of talk about it and then it was warranted you know and there's a lot of different angles to that conversation about uh-huh. sexism or whatever but like uh I ended up working out. Yeah. So, so you're right. Yeah. I am intrigued at the notion of a Justice League panel, given the tragedy mm. in Zack Snyder's life. Like, yeah. It feels like it would be difficult for these individuals. I, I don't I don't mean to judge. I don't mean sure. to say it would be wrong, but it would be odd, I think, for these individuals to go up and like celebrate this thing. And there is a notable absence there. Two. For this reason, too, because Joss Whedon won't be there either. Right? Uh, he he said that uh, unless he was lying, he could he could very well just be lying to surprise people, which they do very often. Yeah, I don't know if they if they even mention it. You know, I think maybe their their thought will be, you know, I think the best way to honor him is to you know say he's done great work. You yeah. know, and like I don't know exactly how it's going to work, DGA or whatever, but it looked like. Somebody pointed out that in the press release for the Warner Bros. panel, it still listed Zack Snyder as a sole director. Hmm. So I think they're going to still say this is a Zack Snyder movie, even though he didn't do any of the post didn't finish post production on it. Yeah, sure, he did plenty. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's going to be something that maybe it gets brought up in a Q and A if somebody asks. Sure. Um, but I think, yeah, I think their 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 feeling is probably let's the best way to honor him and honor his you know his tragedy is to you know, voiced up this, this work he did. It would have to take someone really socially awkward to bring that up at a Q and a, thankfully we don't have to worry about that type of thing. <laughs> no, it never happens. Never happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. It would be interesting. And, uh, but you know, we're going to get, uh, that'll be, 
it'll be good. I've, uh, that's a movie that you're like, oh, man, like you want it to be so good. Right. But like, I don't know that I even do at this point. You don't, I, but I, I, th- I think, I, I think wonder woman is going to really help it. I think, yeah. uh, having her back on the screen so soon after that movie, I get people more excited about it. I'm rooting for it so that it doesn't quash <laughs> the positivity of wonder woman. Okay. That's true, and, yeah. and I've liked, I, I've liked everything I've seen with like the, the, Ben Affleck Batman. Sure. Um, and so, and I know that uh, Matt Reeves is going to be directing that film. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm rooting for this one as a jumping off. Yeah. Point if, this one, this that, one, is that, if this one doesn't do that well, or like is, is a, is a critical disaster, like who knows what happens after that? Yeah. You know, obviously Aquaman will come out, but nothing else is set in stone after that. Right. You know, they have all these like untitled movies and like 18 or 19 things that are like in development, like literally that many, yeah. like Gotham city sirens and, Nightwing and Batgirl and they, there's like 18 or 19 possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man of Steel two. Um, so who knows? So if and if this movie doesn't isn't good, it'll do well. Like it's it makes six hundred million dollars in its sleep. Uh-huh. It makes eight hundred million dollars, you know, very very easily. And then the the the, is the, the thing is, is it doesn't make a billion or a billion two, which is really what they would like. You know? Man of Steel two, but Superman died. Oh, no. He can't come. He can't come back. Um, the funny thing is that the, the, he's in some of the marketing like materials, but not all of them. But not not and so I'm like. And when I was on the set of that movie, and they were like, "Oh yeah, he's in it." And we're like, "Well, so what?" And they're like, "Yeah, you couldn't have just sleep without Superman." I'm like, "Well, like, so what happens?" Or like, "How do you do?" They're like, we don't want to discuss that. And obviously, <laughs> it's like a spoiler. Like, so that I'm, I mean, for everything I've heard, uh, the rumors I've heard about that is that it's um, that the, somehow he gets resurrected at some point in the movie, and I don't know how or whatever. But that he, when he wakes up, he's bad, and he ends up have to fight the Justice League. And once, yeah. but and then. And then at the end, he will, of course, be good again, and then they'll win the day and go to the next movie. But that's how I heard. That's why they're keeping it very, very hush-hush. That's the rumor I heard. And now, so now somebody's going to be really mad they heard that, that I just said it's a rumor. I don't know if it's true. And they're going to sit in the theater in November and be like, I heard that. He spoiled it for me. I don't mean to. In the current Justice League comics, the the Superman is a Superman from another like dimension and he's so he's recently joined the justice league and the rest of the justice league don't haven't really figured him out or don't know mm-hmm. how to trust him or how much he's like their their superman who died or whatever so i don't know okay, so that's probably some, some some sort of influence on that we'll say um okay Maybe, well, we'll see if they address that too that's another thing uh yeah i don't know um, a new trailer or something if they'll show that would be a great way to like end a new trailer right like superman opening his eyes or something right. like that like as you know that would be yeah good. yeah the place would go nuts um Okay, so we talked about that. What, what are you personally looking forward to outside of the stuff you're covering? Like, are there are there any Mondo prints? Uh, uh, well, there will definitely be Mondo prints. I mean, it's always like uh, the first booth I run to just to see like what they have. Um, but I can really, usually never get the stuff at Comic Con. I have to have friends get it for me, or like get it on the aftermarket because I'm stuck working. And right. the way the Mondo released their prints is they just like will tweet, be like, "Oh, something new is on sale right now," and uh-huh. run to the booth, you know. So. Um, there's a cool like uh, Thrawn exclusive that I think uh, Hasbro or our, yeah or Mattel or one of them is doing that's really really cool that I'll never ever get um, because it'll be too difficult and uh, yeah I mean yeah I don't know that's it I mean I, I used to like when I came as a fan I used to spend like six seven hundred dollars on exclusive stuff uh-huh. and that slowly waned off when I realized it was just all sitting there but now that you're so busy like it's again. 
it's Sophie's choice for, you know, people like, it's like, do I go to this panel or wait in this line or do this or get that? And, you know, to, to get those exclusives and stuff, it's, 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 it's difficult. So, so we'll see. And I don't even have, usually I have like one thing I'm looking for that I'll spend Sunday afternoon, like going up the aisles looking for. And I don't think I even have anything this year. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it just saves money and time, I guess. That's the best thing to look at. Yeah, I've gotten to that point, too, where because uh, for uh, a few years, Fox was doing the um, the, the Blu-rays with the uh, I mean, they, were, they weren't new editions, but they were new art. Uh, OK, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was for Comic-Con. It was uh, you could either buy it at Comic-Con. You could buy it on their website during Comic-Con. Um, and I was getting excited about that. And like by year three, I was like, all right, I got to make good. sure I go, okay. go get some. And then when they didn't do one one year, I was like, okay, I'm glad that's off my plate. Yeah. It can be, yeah, it becomes, it becomes crazy. Um, and people go for like autographs and stuff. That's just, yeah, man, yeah. Is, the dedication is crazy. I collect Riddler action figures and figurines. <laughs> Okay. And I don't know where I'm going to put them in the new house. Um, and so with Comic-Con coming up, because I, all right, I happen to know, I not. I mean, everybody who collects Riddler figures knows this, so I'm going to say community. me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Everyone on the Reddit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, it's like, oh, this next week, this next year, there are like five new Riddler uh, action figures coming out. And it's like, that's very exciting. Uh, and... So part of me's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna get one or two at Comic Con, and then I was like, I don't know where I'm gonna put it, <laughs> and that's when I realized, like, oh no, this new, this move is a mistake uh, because I have nowhere to put my Riddlers. But um, glass case Riddlers, and it was in the corner or something. Right? I um, guess, yeah, I guess I gotta get a glass case. I, I put stuff up on shelves on my wall, but yeah, a big glass case right there in I'm gonna say our <laughs> dining room. <laughs> so that our guests can, uh, yeah, you gotta my, utilize the space. You gotta <laughs> utilize the space. Like I, I buy shelves because it's like, oh, then I can put sh- stuff on like eight shelves up, you know, you or you know, like oh, I have this flat file. Or I have this empty space. What can I like pile on top of that to like, <laughs> you know, like oh, there's this empty space in that corner. I can put that there and move them with stuff. You always have to like, yeah, it's all about utilizing space. And my wife and I are working towards uh, adopting a kid, and so that's another thing we need to think about is not to have too much of my stuff too low. And I did, and I realized as well, I just, say, you have to sell it all anyway. So well, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> but like as I say that, I realize like, hey. These toys are not for kids. These <laughs> toys are for me. Um, the Riddler's not funny. Tom. <laughs> um, but what's interesting is that, so your Comic-Con experience, so we do like the, the preview every year, yeah. but because of your job, like there are things you have to cover. You are working. Yeah. And so you need to be there for as many of the big things as yeah, you can and I, get. And I'm not only covering movies. I mean, because our site covers science fiction, fantasy of all things. So, We'll have four people working, but I usually do the Hall H stuff. So not only am yeah. I covering that, but I'll cover probably Game of Thrones and like Preacher and Walking Dead, and I'll shoot myself during Fear of the Walking Dead because <laughs> I hate it so much. And uh, yeah, it can be crazy. Then you got to worry about the Wi-Fi. I just had to buy a new battery pack, even though I got a brand new laptop. I was like, oh, this new laptop's great, and it is great, but like the battery probably lasts like four hours or something like that, and that's not enough for a whole day. So I had to get mm. a battery pack, and then. Uh, yeah, you don't. Th- it's it can be crazy. Then you got to, like I said, get the Wi-Fi, get stuff up. Yeah. 
And the way to do it, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how you guys do it, but is you need to have, we have like uh, for IO9 now, like home team and away team. So I'm on away team. I'm actually at there, but home team is there oh, right. to like be on the internet, normal stuff. So I can be like, I can just send them text and be like, go. And then they can like, you know, put it into, you know, whatever, you know, WordPress, whatever you use and get the art and all these things. Yeah. Make sure it's like copy edited as much as you copy edit something on the internet. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and this way I don't have to worry about that. And I don't have to worry about the Wi-Fi too much uh, and that kind of thing. You know, um, you can honestly, I mean, outside of like some footage and only some, because this year, excuse me, and most years now, I think everything's going online like instantaneously. It's very rare that you see something only in the room. Well, I think last year, Marvel only did in the room, whereas Warner Brothers, that was the different. Yeah, Warner yeah. Brothers like, released everything immediately. In, right, yeah, Marvel that's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like Guardians of the Galaxy and, uh, and Spider-Man last year, and like, yeah, nobody saw that stuff. Like, we went onto the set of Spider-Man, and half those people hadn't seen anything. We were like, oh, I was like, really? You saw the trailer? I was like, oh, it's, I saw it at Comic-Con. Like, uh-huh. you're right. And so, yeah, I think yeah, Marvel will probably do that. Or maybe they'll change their game this year. It's kind of worked out for them so far, so maybe... Uh, or maybe their D23 stuff. That's the other wild card with them is I have no idea how they're going to balance yeah. what they release at each thing. Well, one thing is we know there's no uh, no uh, Star Wars episode. Right. Uh, no, 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 no Star Wars stuff uh, at Comic-Con. Right. Yeah. Um, D23, I'm sure we'll get something new. Yeah. Um, he, and, and that's disappointing, but like is Marvel is sort of, like I said, they've been going to since like 2006, been Hall H like since 2007. And like they have this rapport with people that they expect, like the biggest of the best, and mm-hmm. and Star Wars, you know, is they used to have like Star Wars Saturdays in Hall H yeah. or at Comic Con, but it was never like. Well, I guess we did see some big things. We saw like the revealed Episode Three title and a couple of other big things back in the day. That was one of my favorite moments ever at Comic Con. Was they had this video you can still find it online of like it went through the entire trilogy, uh, uh, all five movies and they had like a little montage and then like episode four, new hope and episode five. And then like, it was like, and they had action. They had just all this new footage from revenge of the Sith. And like, nobody knew the title yet. It was episode three, revenge of the Sith. And the whole place, <laughs> burst. it was crazy. Like it was just the coolest thing. Um, which speaks so much to the cool. comic con mindset <laughs> yeah. that like you guys realize the, the two movies that just came before, right? Like, those aren't very good. No, but this is the but title. But the, here's the title. Yeah. And it's just like, and we've, we just found out and no one else knows yet. So, and then, but then they, yeah, they knew in two seconds later, yeah. but you, but there is that moment, you know? Um, but what I was getting at with the other stuff was that, yeah, I think 90% of comic con, you don't really need to be a comic con to like cover for yeah. work, you know? So, um, there's just a matter of, yeah, a footage that they screen in the room and just sort of like a general, in, uh, you know, trying to like, you know, put people who aren't there there with your words, which doesn't really work, but you know, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. I think the big thing we've, because we we've been talking about movies because we're a movie podcast, but there's a, a lot of TV presence. And one thing that actually does have currency that happens at Comic Con is pilots get screened that That's no true. one has really seen and or will see for months. Or in the case of something like, you know, uh, I think, um, I can't think of an example, but sometimes it'll, it, it'll be a, a, a spring. Uh, replacement show so it's something that won't no one will see for more than six months and so if you can get you know a review of the pilot or whatever yeah. out there on the website that's got like I reviewed Midnight Texas at, Wonder- at WonderCon yeah. and they're doing an, uh, another screening of the pilot at Comic Con and I think it officially 
airs in a couple of weeks. And so, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we haven't talked about TV very much, but that's definitely, yeah. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's really with the inclusion of Netflix this year, I think is the biggest thing to, to the biggest paradigm shift that we've seen. Obviously we've known for about five years that TV was taking over where the it's a geek property that people are way more engaged with than the movies because they, they're there every week. You have all this constant discussions of game of Thrones, walking dead, whatever else, doctor who. And so, uh, that was already happening, but I think Netflix now, so you have, not only do you have Netflix movies, you have Netflix television shows, uh, and they're in like hall H mm-hmm. and I mean like the nerdist, podcast or nerdist whatever uh, website has a whole h panel and you know you're starting to see more online things in the smaller rooms i and like we only have the three movie studios i, I think slowly like maybe marvel and dc will stay but like i think television obviously but then streaming stuff is going to be yeah. more and more and i think eventually people who like video podcasts are going to be like in hall h you know like the most hmm. popular ones like who, like Battleship uh, Pretension. Like, like Obviously, guys, don't yeah. forget to send in those questions for Ask BP yeah. uh, to David at BattleshipPretension.com. Okay, I'm going to have to do that now. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think, so this is like, so the Netflix thing for me is a big deal. Um, you know, and I guess they sort of started with the, the Marvel shows, but this year, like them, like with Stranger Things and yeah, Brighton Death Note, and then they do have Defenders and stuff like yeah. that. Like it's, it's massive. And I think we're seeing that shift where the, I mean, it was originally a comic book convention. It became a movie convention, and now it's a television convention. But I think eventually, it's it's going to be an online convention, yeah. where, which is sort of mm-hmm. where it all lives anyway. Yeah. Right? Hmm. Well, I think that's a great place to to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, way to put a, put a button on it there. Uh, you can find <laughs> us at battleshipretention.com. That's where you can find uh, all the stuff. You know, when we're at Comic Con, you'll be finding all our coverage there. Uh, you can email us as Tyler said at david at battleshipretention.com or at tyler at battleshipretention.com. I'm on Twitter at Davey Pretension. Tyler's at Tyler Pretension. Uh, anything going on at More Than One Lesson? More Than One Lesson is my Christian podcast. <laughs> Don't want to freak you out. I'm, I'm, I am <laughs> beloved guest. Why do you have these um, crosses everywhere? You think you're moving. Um, and they keep falling upside down. It's very disturbing. It's one of the reasons we're leaving the house. Um, uh, no, uh, I, I, there will be an episode as I've right. mentioned, I'm taking a break, but Reed is filling in for me. So I do not actually know what episode has gone up this week. Okay. Uh, also, like I said, we're on uh, you know Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all that stuff. Jermaine, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can see my writing on uh, io9.com, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at, at Jermaine Lucier, and you can figure out how to spell it. It's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for, for coming up here. Oh, and, thanks, uh, thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun, and uh, you know, I'll be seeing you guys in San Diego. Yeah, I'll yeah. see you in San Diego. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 